Are there grateful and thankful people in the house? Yeah. For how many things? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell the person you're sitting with that you're happy to see. Make sure the person doesn't doubt you. God. So excited to see every one of us. You know, every time I'm privileged to speak, you know, anytime I am privileged to, to speak to us, it's always like it's always, it's always like a matter of, it's always a very serious matter. Amen. Sorry, I've been following the worship from my way down. It's always a serious matter anytime I have the privilege of speaking with us. And the reason is because um, I just imagine, I'm, I'm able to imagine um, what God is said to do with you. So it's like a one chance, one time privilege. My, it has scattered. Has it? Come help me do it. That's my wardrobe manager. You know, he made this suit for me. Anytime you see me look irresponsible, just <laughs> suspect him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the things I don't like, he makes for me. <laughs> and I eventually not get to love them. You know, I never liked suit with plenty button, but <laughs> Glint is changing me to the uttermost. He's <laughs> the savior of my. <laughs> Fashion soul. Are we together here, friends? So it's always like I'm having a one time opportunity. It's like, it's, it's always like a chance I'll never get again. And the reason why it feels that way is because of the possibilities that you carry. And not just the possibilities you carry, I have an idea of the kind of life that. Um, that a lot of us are going to, to live. Amen. You know, today I saw some of our stuffs all over the world. And, um, you know, some of the choir stuffs are just everywhere around the world on, on um, billboards and global charts. 
And um, and, um, and um, I felt like the Lord was telling me that when that time happens, the, the, the success of it is that when it is happening, we still retain a sense of it is more than this. Immediately that happens and that becomes a testimony. God will look for another generation. You don't you get my point. That when when those things come and we now think, wow, see where we started from. Now we are here. Because the glory of the Lord is a secret. Let me explain. I'll explain and leave there. I don't want that's not what I plan to talk about today. What I mean by that is when you are when you are when you are living in the glory, it's not something you live with 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 the crowd. The glory is something that you and God are enjoying. So you see, all those other stuffs are just byproducts of the glory. So when the byproducts becomes the main thing, then it means that we have missed what the main thing. And so the point is. There is a way we must feel now that must remain when all those things happen. Because right now, we should be experiencing the glory. And when all those things happen, it should not now be the glory. Are we together? Because they are going to happen. But when they're happening, the inward life must be so robust. The challenge with people is that they are weak inside. So when blessings happen outside, their weakness is revealed. You understand? It is the world that you say we started from the scratch, now we are here. It's not, it's not us. We, we, we started from the throne. We are seated with him. And, and, and so there is no promotion in this world. What we have in this world is revealing. It's not promotion. The world cannot promote us. Huh? Are we together here? Yes, sir. And this is how the worship team has to train herself. You have to train yourself to be, to be contented in his presence. Contented with his presence. Huh? Yes, Is that okay? Yes, you see, when, they, when, you, when that thing happens to you, eh? when it happens to you, when that presence thing I'm talking about, when it happens to you, you are free. You are just free. And then God can now commit things to you because he knows that you are greater than, than those things. Anytime you can no longer see value in little or small things, it's because you have lost value inside you. Anytime when something is little or small, you don't have the ability to see the value of it. Then, then you are not you are you are becoming less valuable a person. You see, because the glory of God is so powerful that 
nothing amplifies it. So a, so a small thing is not too small to accommodate it. And a big thing is not big enough to accommodate it. Are you understanding these little things I'm saying? So when you see somebody who only appreciates big things, it's a sign of emptiness. When you see people respecting big, big men, the person is a disrespectful person. You get the point. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know the Lord. Why do I honor you this much? It's not because of whatever you you are or you will be. It's because I see the glory of God in you, and I I tremble at at interacting and engaging. When you see a boss who is who is rude to those who he has employed. He doesn't even know anything. He is not, he's unaware that he's not better than his employee. And the reason that he's unaware is that he does not know that he is a product of God's power of grace. Because if he knew that he was a product of what God made, he would have known that the other person is also a product of what God made. Are we together here? So these are, these are the things God wants us to listen. If we understand these things, then the world will be a better place. Nobody, nobody will put anybody down. You get the point now? Because you are just seeing God in everyone. Then we will just love ourselves and take care of ourselves and treat ourselves with honor and um, with, um, with all the um, respect necessary. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more... Um, no, let, let's first read 2. So today I just want to... I just want to... Hey, my friend is around. Felix, God bless you. It's, 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 been on, it's been on missions for quite some... About two weeks now, right? About three weeks. Bele, I've been missing you. I've been missing you. Amen. He's our member, but missions is not making him look like our member, but who is still our member? Ejawushi. All right, Genesis 2. Let's start from verse 18. Now, before verse 18, go to verse 18. But before verse 18, Father, we trust you to speak to us. We trust that the weight of your presence, your glory, will rest in this house. We, we trust you, Holy Spirit. Without you, there is nothing anyone can do. Let the communication of the Spirit, let it be effectual this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Is this, is this week three? Comparable to him, all right? Out of, the, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. Now, this was after God had spoken about 
the things Adam should do and the things he should not do. And he said it's not good for him to be alone. And um, formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatever Adam called each living creature, um, that was its name. Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. So makes it clear that the reason why he was asked to go name all the animals was because they were assessing what he would choose. Are, you, are, are we together? As, as a helpmate. Now, don't forget that today we want to talk about the roles of a man. Huh? You see, in, 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 in a marriage. Huh? The roles of a man in a marriage is very, very important. It's so important that when a man doesn't know his roles, are we together here? If you don't spiritually have understanding into your roles, um, you will not be happy or you will not be fulfilled in all fronts. How many fronts? All, all fronts. How many fronts? All. all fronts. Now, family is the pivot from which life is executed. Family is what? Is the pivot. Um, the word pivot, I like it because I used to be a very, 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 very addicted basketball player. Basketball was my, one of my favorite games I played. In fact, I named my son Maverick because I had a basketball jersey for... The basketball jersey stayed with me miraculously for about 12 years. You know, I, I, won that, I got that basketball. It's an original basketball jersey. I won it in a competition. In that competition, I was arguably the best player of my team. And um, we were given original jerseys. So I had that jersey. And then um, for 12 years while I had that jersey, I never knew that the, the name of that jersey was... Uh, it had Maverick on it for all the years. Why? Because I play basketball, but I don't watch it. I find basketball boring, watching it. But I find it fun, playing it. So I don't watch basketball at all. But I play, I used to play basketball. I mean, I play basketball with people who are six-footers. That's how I used to play basketball. I play basketball a lot. Then, then. <laughs> so don't ask me. You know. But not like I became... A, a pro like playing for the nation, but I mean, I was I was I was good. When we go to the basketball court, I'll play and I'll do fine. And so, um, the word pivot is very important in the game because if you don't know how to skip your pivot, um, you will not even be able to make any successful layups because if you miss your pivot, then you will commit a foul called traveling. Now Lou looks like someone that will. <laughs> I just saw him and I just imagine him on the basketball. Like I saw a vision of him on the basketball. <laughs> so you choose your pivot. You choose your pivot. Your pivot can be any foot. But when you choose 
your pivot, then you have to keep the ball. Uh, uh, you, can't, you can't take more than two steps. So when you take one, two, then this becomes your pivot. If you, if you move this without throwing, traveling. So you have to keep your pivot. And so if you don't understand your role as a man in your, in your marriage, you're going to commit an offense. The name of that offense is what? Is traveling. Now, when you travel, you could have like traveled and made a fantastic layup. It wouldn't matter how beautiful the layup is. You have no point because what you travel. So your actions after traveling are insignificant. No matter how beautiful they are or they appear. So your marriage is the pivot of your life. That and that's why I like you to know that what your wife thinks about you or your husband thinks about you is of more is of greater importance than what your boss or your colleagues think about you. Because your home is the pivot of your life. Are we together, friends? So this has to dawn on you in such a serious way so that you can, you know, put more attention on, on your home, right? It's not good for the man to be alone. I don't want to do any um, recap. I just want to move straight. That would be a good decision, isn't it? Now, so the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib with the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. And she was, because she was taken out of man. So, so God took the rib, made the woman, brought the woman. Give me the old KJV, please. Go to 22. Give me the old KJV. Therefore, 22, 22. And the rib with the Lord had taken from the man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. All right? Next verse, please. And Adam said, this is now. Why now? Because he had done the old naming and then didn't find a helpmate. And then when he saw the woman, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Now, the woman came into the scene are we together, friends? Yes, the woman came into the scene after a lot of things. Am I correct? God had made the man. God had formed the garden. God had done a lot. God had doled out all the instructions, everything. All the, the, the responsibilities and everything that man would ever be or man would ever do, God had already completed it. Then God now brought his wife. Huh? So he brought the wife after giving Adam everything. He gave Adam everything, then brought his wife to him. So when Adam, when, when, when Eve, when his wife, sorry, not Eve, met Adam, she didn't have a thought. She didn't need to have a thought of any need. 
Because all the resources for life had been given to Adam, the only thing she was going to get, she, the only thing she, she was given is leadership. Why was she giving leadership? She was giving leadership because Adam had been given every other thing. Are we together here? Sit down. So she met, she, the first time a woman came into the scene in a home, she didn't need to have a plan for herself. She just needed to be under the leadership of somebody who has the blueprint. Now, this has various implications. The major foundational implication of this, listen to me, is that the man in all ramification is, is wired by God to be the provider. The woman in all ramification is wired by God in the, in the home to be a receiver. So the man is the what? The giver. What's the woman? The receiver. You see, it's like a couple of people going somewhere and they have put, they have put the teeth here in somebody's hand. All we need to do is to follow the person and say, which bus are we entering it? I, I just need to follow you without thinking of how the transportation fare will be paid. Are we together here? Yes, so the woman is the receiver. The man is the what? Is the giver. Pastor Zach, are you sure of what I'm saying? I'm, I'm completely sure. This was how the apostle put it in the New Testament. He said that when a man cannot what? Provide for his own household. So it means that, it didn't say when a woman cannot provide. When a what? A man, it means that the Bible wants all of us to know that the role of a man is what is provider. You are the provider. And what's the woman? The receiver. It's an it's it's abnormal. And when I'm talking provider, finances is one of the important parts of it, but I'm not talking only finances. I'm saying everything. I'm saying the, the, the lack of the woman is an indictment on the man. Your woman's lack is your fault. Why? Because God had all the conversation. Praise God. It's the man's fault. Why? Because when, before the woman came, God already had all all the conversation with the man and give the man everything his wife will need. Lift up your right hand a little bit. A little bit. Say, for the guys only. A little bit. Say, everything my wife will need. God spoke to me about it. And God gave me everything. If she's lacking, it's my fault. Put it down. I mean, 
Everything. Everything. Why would God tell her to submit to you as Christ if God did not create you as God? In the context of whom? If God says, wife, submit to your wives. Um, wife, submit to your husband. As the church, submit to Christ. What is he telling you? Provider. And then if you pick submission and you forget who she's submitting to, is Christ not God? Yeah, is. is God not provider? So, so the emphasis of that scripture is not the submission. The emphasis of the scripture is who you should have become. That many times we are angry about somebody who is not submitting, whereas we should be focused on you who, who is not Christing. Because she's told to be church. And then she's told that there's a Christ she should submit to. And then she's seeing the Christ, and the Christ is not Christian at all, like you want to. And so she's she's so she's been she's confused because what she was told, who she was told to submit to is Christ. And then she's trying to go submit, but she's not seeing Christ. And then you are screaming, submit, she's screaming, where is Christ? So ultimately, you are a provider. Now, why do I have to know this? If you know this, it, it puts you in a place of urgency where you want to go hear everything God has said about your home and you want to receive everything God has provided so that your wife will not what? Lack. Because your wife's lack is what? It's your fault. Can you say it again? Like this, like this. Say it again, all right? Maybe we'll do it seven times, please. All right. Everybody, everybody do like this. Every guy. One, two, three, go. My wife's lack is my fault. 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 <laughs> now, now, do you know that it was the woman who, who, who had a conversation with, with Satan, right? And partook of the, of the fruit that she shouldn't partake of, right? Who did God hold responsible? His wife's fall is his fault. Adam, where are you? Now, when, when Adam first saw his wife in the glory, when he was in the glory, what did he say? 
Now, you know this scripture, if you, we can guess that it's exclamatory. Am I correct? It's more like, wow. Bone of my bone, flesh of my bone. Woman, she was taken out of it. Now, that was what he said in the glory. Now, what did he say when he was not in the glory? The woman what? The woman whom thou givest to be with me. In the fall, he said, this is mine. In the glory, he said, this is mine. In the fall, he said, this is yours. Let's go back to in the glory. Are you enjoying this? Indeed, are you enjoying it? Now this is now bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. So, now look up. So he said, she will be called woman. That is another type of man. Another me. Now, listen. Don't forget that Adam knows that he was made in the image and the likeness of God. Adam had the highest level of self-worth and self-appreciation. Are you, I don't know if you get my point. This was not like after the fall. This was before the fall. So he didn't have issues with knowing who he is. But guess what? God conferred identity on him and he conferred identity on the woman. The woman never really heard from God who she is. She heard from man. So Adam still pro provided even identity and the type of identity he provided for the woman was not less sad than the identity he has of himself. Are you together with me? So when we're talking about this leadership, it can't be that you are better. It, can, it must be that she must be all that I am. Yeah. That we're not trying to create a structure of greater and lesser. And, and we see this in Jesus himself, saying that greater works than this shall you do. Ten disciples. Who is, who is his wife? The church. And we see Adam doing the exact same thing here. And he says, you are a woman. You are the bone of my blood. What is he saying? I'm not better than you. You are as good as me. So, he, his first, sit down, brother. His first encounter with his wife, what he did was to confer 
had an, an amazing identity on her. And um, immediately he fell. He, he, he started a journey of... Uh, this one is a delay. This place is so quiet. Is there a problem? Huh? Can I do have our board now? Can you bring it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Adam said, this is now the bone of my bones. You part too much carrying bottle. I feel you are running away from this message. <laughs> Like, give me a break, man. Give me a break. <laughs> Thanks, I'm grateful. So grateful. God bless you. This is the bone of my bone. This is the flesh of my flesh. She's going to be called woman. She's, she's going to be called woman. We're not going to call her anything other than woman. She's not our wife. She's not family project. This is woman. This is me. Anything that is not good for me is not good for her. And whatever is good for me is good for her. This is woman. This is me. I'm not, I won't take two meats and she takes one. She's not lesser. This is, this is me. I won't buy myself a great car and um, buy her a lesser car. I won't give her my old car, then I get a new one. <laughs> this is me. And in the New Testament, in, in discussing marriage, one of the things the Bible told us that we must know is that she's an equal heir. She's also an heir. She's, she's an equal heir of salvation. This is me. I'm not going to watch us stress, you know, because she's wife. This is me. Are we together here? So, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Because she was taken out of the man. Now, because of this, I'm going to... Now, I told you sometime that the... I'm sorry. A little crazy. This... The reason why you must appreciate the story of Adam... And Eve, and we must use this as a model for marriage, is that the writer of the book of Genesis, in this very place, said, because of all we have read in Genesis chapter 2, no, put it down, put it down here. It says, therefore, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. Now, Adam did not have father and mother. You get my point now? So it means that he was using the story of Adam and, and Eve 
to tell us that it is a foundational doctrine for marriage. And then he began to introduce, use the story to now bring us to our own context. And say, the story of Adam is the, is, is the basis to understanding marriage. I said, because of this, because the woman saw, the man saw himself. Are you with me? And he saw, he saw himself, he saw fullness with his wife. He has seen something greater than what he had. Now, what he had before is father, mother. But father, mother is not accurate. He doesn't accurately represent who he is. And he says, I'm coming into fullness by now attaching myself to that which is, which describes me more. So your home is a more accurate description than your previous home. Yes, sir. Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. Sometimes some people make their previous home, they put their previous home first. And then their new home is second. Now, anytime you do that, your wife will suffer. Now, you need to understand that the suffering of your wife is, is your offense. One. And then the suffering of your wife is, is because it's an offense, you will pay for it. That's so a way to definitely suffer. If, if you are looking for a formula to personally suffer, is to get your wife suffering. Am I preaching here? So he will leave his father, leave his mother, and what? Cleave on to his wife. Then he comes into fullness, one flesh. Now, when you haven't fully left, you won't come into your full potential. When you're still more attached to mommy or more attached to daddy, you will come to your full potentials. A lot of men are more attached to their dad or their mom than what? Than their wives. A lot of men want their wife to understand their mother. Amen. Mommy say you talk about the paroli. Amen. You want me no more. Now it makes logical sense. It doesn't make any Bible sense. And just just take it. That's how. Mommy is. Why? Because the guy is not bold enough to get mommy to understand his wife. And then mommy knows that this boy is still my boy. Mommy is sure. And so you see wives competing with mothers, with their husband's mother. And the wife is sure that if I do anyhow, I will lose this guy, because I need to, I need, I need to please him and his mother for him to be happy with me. Are you seeing stupid boys? <laughs> if you wanna, if you look at this message I'm preaching and put it in your various context at home, you'll find out why some homes could not work. Find out. You find out how why some mothers have the have the confidence of control because they know that they own the boy. 
because the boy has taught me this sure. You see, that I've I've left, and now I've I've cleaned. But she still thinks that the boy. She still knows that the boy has not left anywhere. It's just that on forms now he ticks married instead of what single. That's what has changed about him. Are we still here? Yes, sir. The quiet is plenty. I can feel your quiet. But I'll preach what I have to preach. Robo, am I making any sense? All right. Now, this cleaving, this cleaving, there are, there are abilities, possibilities that you carry that will only be made manifest if you have accurately cleaved. There are graces upon you, upon your home, that is meant to manifest except to you guys cleave. So any home where the, the, the couple hasn't cleaved, they are living under limitations. There is a limitation where there is no what? There is no cleaving. Immediately you get cleaving right, more potentials are expressed. Are we together here? Now, the reason why this is tough for some of you is that you are more Yoruba than Christian. Yeah, yeah you are a Yoruba boy. Yes, some of you are Igbo. You are an Igbo. You are, I know you speak in tongue, but your soul is Igbo. You are an Igbo boy. My mother will take care of me for village, all this while. Now you say, Mika, you are an evil boy. <laughs> and you don't know that your usefulness to even your mom or your dad is inched on your cleaving to your wife. Yes, sir. You don't even know that eventually you will be a better son yes, sir. when you are a great husband. Now, I was talking about provision, right? Provision or providing. Let me use providing. You have the, this. You guys don't have a, a duster. What do you call it? You don't have. Who is the, who is the one providing? The man. The man. Oh, yeah, raise your hand once again. Sam, the provider. Say it. I can tell you, this quiet is really distracting. <laughs> like, like you can really feel the quiet in the room. And people are not even changing their minds. They are just still quiet. When, when the woman came into the scene, immediately she came into the scene, I want to ask you a question. Or let me ask all the women the question here. A question here. Do you have fears generally? Just life generally. If you have fears, raise your hand. Women, women. I'm talking about women. If you have fears, raise your hand. Raise it now, please, please. All right. Put your hands down. Now, the woman, 
the, the, the woman, Adam, the man, Adam, when the woman was brought to him, what were the woman's fears? Huh? I can't hear you. Nothing. Why? Because when she came into the... I need you to understand this. You need to understand the psychology, the God-given psychology of woman. Understand the God-given psychology of woman. That when the woman entered the scene day one, that on day one, she had no need. No fears. Like on day one. You don't get the point now. Day one, no need. She didn't see trees grow from the ground. No need from day one. That's why women are jittery when there are needs. Because the first woman, so the greatest need of a woman right now is security. Yes, sir. What? Security. I can't hear you. Security. Because when she was brought into the scene, so the woman is shocked that things are not set. The woman's soul cannot manage things not being set. That's why the woman is aware of the amount of Magi remaining. Yeah. And the Magas remain four. <laughs> and she's juxtaposing that four to the amount of news that we make per day multiplied by week multiplied by month. Eh? She's She's trying to fill in any place where there's no security. The woman does not... Someone say security. Security. The greatest need of the woman is security. Why? Because when she first came into the scene, there was absolutely no need. So whenever there's a need, she's not herself. So the woman needs what? Security. Are we together here? Yes, what does a woman need? Security. Security. The woman wants to be secure. So when you see, in a, in a context, when you see women, maybe people who are not saved, just making marital decisions based on the guy has money. Yeah. Why? Is the wire in a woman in security? In that guy, she has seen her children's coffee speed. Yes. She has seen us. She has said, Who? Uh, let's hear go, let's hear go. And this who? Insecurity. Now, you can't change it. You can't change it. No, 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 no. Don't try and change it. <laughs> <laughs> change it. You can't. The greatest need of all the tongue-talking ladies here <laughs> is what? Security. Yes, sir. 
See what? Security. Security. Because when she came in, their firstborn, when she came into the scene, there was no need. When a woman sees need, she will start jittering. She will start behaving strange. She will start behaving strange. The day the need is met or is about to be met, she will be composed again. That's what you, that's what you call she loves money. That's what you, you are calling she loves, that's what you call materialistic. It's not materialistic. I <laughs> said, Now, the woman will not tell you this so that they won't look like sinners. <laughs> She's just looking at you. They play. <laughs> She's just looking at you. They play. They play. They play. <laughs> Why do you think some men have chances to marry some women and some men don't have? Why? The woman's love language is, I don't mean some women or, I'm not, you know me, I don't used to talk about uh, people have different needs. I'm not, I'm talking Bible. I'm talking of the person who created them. What he put to them, security. The greatest need of So, the question you need to ask yourself is, how much security have I provided for my wife? Or how much security am I providing? You know, men, security is not our greatest need. Huh? Do you know? It's not our greatest need. You know why? Because we just, we, we believe. We need security, but not this kind of security. We believe. Say, it go up. That's it, they happen. That's it, happen. Because Adam saw some things grow. Adam, Adam saw some things grow. Yeah, read your Bible. Read Genesis 1, read Genesis 2. Adam saw some things grow. That's it. I think go rough him now. go rough him. A man can plan the month and the resources he has is not enough for the month. And yet he's sure. In fact, he can take a chunk of that resource for something useless. <laughs> for something useless. Uh, as a, uh, <laughs> Get up. You know why? You were made a provider. You have a God instinct. You have a God instinct. You think like God. You feel like everything that will make you great is somewhere inside. You don't know where. But you just know, say, ah, ah. You, have, you carry a God instinct. That's why God brought her to you. You have a God instinct. 
Now, that instinct, don't ever lose it. Sit down, brother. You have it, a God instinct to be well, nothing will happen. Or offer. See, men, you see boys who don't have tenkobo, having pictures of astomatin cars in their just <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling Ferrari, boys having Ferrari pictures, say, wow. Man, if I just carry this Ferrari, if I Sometimes I just go online, I just check. I like jewelry. I like jewelry. Some of these I like, you don't even know. Sometimes I just go online and be checking jewelry. Just be checking diamonds, gold, I just, wow. <laughs> See, yesterday, in fact, one, I, I chatted, I sent a message. I said, how much is this gold? They gave me the price, I retreated it. <laughs> I like jewelry, actually. I do. <laughs> I just like maybe restored that only the only the strap, maybe just this metal part, can build house. Just, just not the whole. It's just one part of it can build. You just throw it on the chair. See if it's not it. I like this kind of thing, but my eyes there, I don't see my eyes there. <laughs> the man carries a God instinct. If, if you lose that thing, you are, you, are, you are about to become a useless man. God instinct. So, the greatest, let me begin to turn why. The greatest in the woman is what? Security. Now, when there is no secured environment, stop expecting the best from your wife. You are, if you see the best, you are being deceived. Your wife cannot be at her best when there is no what? Security. When you don't create a secured environment for your wife, your wife needs to be secured. She needs to know that there is no problem. She needs to know that it's taken care of. Are we together here? Yes, sir. So we're, we're providers of what? Security. Now, do you know that we're planning to get some security guys at the gate? When we, when we put there, then Pastor ID. You know, after we have put them there, you know, security doesn't just mean we have put them there. Security means that they are always there. If you put them there, and after some hours, they go and play outside. You know we don't have security. Even though we are paying for security. That's why your wife asks you, do you love me? Why is she asking you? You know you have told that before. You know you have told that before. But how come she's still asking, do you love me? Do you love me? She wants you to say it again. No? Yeah. Do you know if you tell a man, I love you too much? Yeah. 
If you stop a woman whilst going to work, I say, baby, I just want you to know that I love you. <laughs> you know, if you stop, if you stop a, a, a man rushing to work, <laughs> it can ask you, she goes, we'll get you now. So, so when we talk security, it's not just that you love her. That you love her is that you have employed a security man. But that you keep saying it is that you have, that is always there. The place is not secured except the security man is there. So it has to be said regularly. Regularly. I'm not just said, you have to say it a minute. You have to create a serious... Listen, when you say that's not your kind of person, the, the, wait, wait. The problem is that this kind of person is the bad one that you are currently. And it's a cause on you. You are causing yourself to say this is who you are. This you that you are is a bad you are. <laughs> so you have to learn. It's like going to work and they say these are the tools we use. And you say, we don't, I don't know how to I focus on this. No, these are the tools we need. You have to learn the tools. Security, right? Yes, sir. Now, I'll be wrapping up by just showing us three areas where a woman needs security. And they, they overlap. The first one is what? Spiritual. She needs to be secured spiritually. The second one is emotional. Huh? The third one is physically. Do you know when Nepal takes light, have you noticed that your wife behaves as if you could, like you partner with Nepa. <laughs> you know, as if you are the one that partnered with Nepa to take the light. Why is she like that? Whereas you don't treat her like that. You know, it's an act of nature. Nigerian nature. <laughs> but your wife behaves as if and then she's worried that the journey is not on and then she's she's wondering why it's taking time for the journey to be on now she might not say all this thing directly but <laughs> <laughs> But her reaction, you know she's blaming you, even though she's not going to say it out. But you know it's not your fault. You did not discuss with Nepal to take Someone say security. Maybe I will do in a few minutes spiritual security.
when a prophet goes to a church to go and preach, and then he prophesies, some might be accurate, some appear not accurate. When he leaves, he's gone. There's nothing anybody can, can do to him. Now, the difference between that and your home is that in your home, anything you say that the Lord said, you are dear to... <laughs> if it did not come to pass, you, know, you, you are there. You can't go to another church to go and minister. <clears throat> so she needs to be spiritually. Secure. No, do you know there are? Do you know there are a lot of women who have prophets outside their home? Most. Why? Because the guy at home. If I live our life and the life of our children with this guy, 99% of all women have one prophet somewhere. Ah, do you know that the population of women in churches are more than men? Why? Spiritual security. Let me tell you one story. I was casting out a demon many years ago. And we're there in the room. The demon was very violent. And the demon screamed out of the person. And then I told, I was a teenager then. I was very, I was very young. So I told someone to help me hold the person. Why me? I'm casting out the demon. <laughs> and then the demon possessed person looked at me and said, wait, I will go. Wait. Wait. Don't, I was praying. Say, wait. I said, I will go. And he turned to the person who did me. Told the audience, say, you, you are holding me. <laughs> you, you are holding me. I was still praying, mother, power of fire. He said, I, I, I said, I will go. He said, you, you are holding me. He said, now nah, I'm going to leave this body. And I went inside. <laughs> the guy said, Shut the fuck up, man. I don't give a fucking damn, man. Focus on the guy who's casting you out, man. Shut up. It's not saved. He said, shut the fuck up, man. I don't care, man. Shut up, man. Focus on who's casting you out, man. Shut up. <laughs> now, if that was told to a woman, after that deliverance service, She's going for another deliverance service. <laughs> A woman can tell you, on the last week of February this year, something happened. Next year, something happened. <laughs> the man does not care. He says coincidence. You see, it's the woman that is concerned about things. If she wakes up and cobweb eat her head, <laughs> the next day cobweb eat her head. 
society. That's why they are, that's why women prefer prayer churches than churches where they are just teaching security, security. (laughs) Security is important. She needs to be sure. Does this guy really? And she won't tell you all of this. She won't tell you all of this. But in her head, she's saying, hmm. if she doubts it, she has one baba. Then she will need that to drama. It's just like this guy, his neighbor. His wife did not respect him again at all. When she was talking to David, she said, he's a fool. He's, he's a fool. <laughs> now, that woman did not lack money. Because they were billionaires. Why she didn't respect that guy was because there was no spiritual security with that guy. And that day, that woman put word for herself and said, God, Christos gives you the kingdom. Why do you think uh, university pastors, girls are always around them? Say, Why do they leave them after they have left school? (laughs) In university, you don't need a lot of money. Spiritual security is enough. After graduation, they need financial security. And the guy's trousers are still not touching grass. <laughs> said, the Lord coming, the Lord coming. She said, oh, the Lord coming too. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Security. Women are moving in the direction where there's security. Yes, sir. Oh, there's no security. Security. <laughs> You must know how to provide it. Don't, don't change. You see, don't try and change the woman. And don't try and blackmail. Just find out this is how it is. I'm fitting. Spiritual security. You have to be in touch with God. You see, fake spirituality might not show in church. But fake spirituality will show at home. For some people, when the wife, the husband say, God said the Lord again, ah, see, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. Are we together, friends? You have to be in touch. And I tell you, there is nothing difficult about being spiritual. I tell you the truth. Jesus, to be spiritual is not to see visions. It's to live sincerely with God. If you are living sincerely with God, you will be spiritual. You are living, you are, you are sincere, you are sincere with, with God. For example, if you, if you, if you, maybe you are at fault, for example. 
and your wife knows you are at fault, but because you want to be head of the home, you don't agree to your fault, you are losing your spirituality. Because she might, she might, she might beg you. But she knows you are at fault. Your star, your, your shares is dropping. Yeah. I said, ah, boy, you're my church. But, but Pastor, Papi said he's the head of the home. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't know that. But she knows this guy is not my church. The next time you said, Dust here, the Lord said, <laughs> Carry. But when you express brokenness that she knows it's difficult for her to express, I said, Carry, this guy is my church. The next time you say, this is how I think the Lord will have us go, she will align. So when we talk of spiritual, of spiritual security, it's not first about the security you provide for her spiritually. You can only do that if you are providing for yourself spiritual security. If, if you provide for yourself, you are governed by the spirit yourself. Because spirituality cannot be fake. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. So, when we talk about spiritual maturity or spiritual security, it's not your dossier the Lord that is said to her. It's the dossier the Lord by which you govern your life. That's what the person will see. And that's why when you want to look for a spiritual man, it's not by his preaching. It's by how does he govern his life. Are we together here? Yes, sir. So, she needs spiritual spiritual security. She needs to be sure that you are in touch with God. And you see, you are not a perfect person, so you will not get it all right. But when you don't get it all right, do you repent of it? And that's maturity also. Praise God. You can't, you can't tell, you can't, you can't be telling my wife how, how matured I am. She knows the most. The home reviews mature. The home is very easy. You see, there are some men, and when they are preaching, their wife is like this. <laughs> yes, there are some men. Because they know that, the wife knows that this one is not mature. Are we together here? So, you need to provide that level of what? That spiritual security. Before you wake up one day and say, the Lord said we should go to Katangura. The Lord said we should go to Maiduguri. The Lord said we should relocate to this thing. They will first check your track record. Say, I'm not going with you. Well, because they have checked your track record and they are sure that you are not working with the Lord. If your track record has proven that she will be secure. I said, this guy, if this guy says it, if this guy says it, ah, sure, let's go. Now, she's not going because she wants to obey God. Though. She's going because, ah, security, the guy is sharp, you go get him. No one put us over Allah. Am I preaching here? Let me touch emotional security for you. The second one is what? Emotional security. Emotional security. The woman, it's your responsibility to provide emotional security. And now, 
This you have to do intentionally. Because after the fall, you became less. You see, most men think not to be emotional is, is to be a man. No. What not to be emotional is the fruit of the fall. What makes you a man is not to be led by the emotions. In my earliest years of marriage, when my wife is crying, it'd be like, it's like she's coming. You just be crying, I'll just say, when you are done, let's face the issue becoming <laughs> I don't know what happened that making you to be crying. Well, you're done. I won't ask you to raise your hand if you have done it before, but so when you're done, let's face the issue because you are trying to blackmail me here. I cried did not make much sense to me. Because I thought what is right is what makes sense. I never knew that emotions is also part of Truth. The Bible told us to speak the truth. But the Bible told us to speak the truth in love. Why? Because in love we provide for the feeling of that person. So it means that in communicating to people, God is aware of two things. Truth and what? And love. So it means that God makes provision for your feeling when it's bringing truth. So truth is not enough. But most men, we ride on truth. We think logic is everything. No, logic is not everything. Sometimes it's feeling. And sometimes feelings produce actions. That if you judge an action without understanding the feeling, you won't solve any problem. I don't know if that's... Now, let's assume my wife just suddenly rakes for me. Rakes for me. Now, it is truth that why would you give such an attitude? Is this how Sarah <laughs> raked for Abraham? Is this how to be a daughter of, of Sarah, mother and Israel? <laughs> I will quote all those scriptures, they'll be correct. But wait, that raking is existing because of a feeling. If I take that action and combat logic with logic, I will break her the more and she will not have the ability to even change. But she can pretend like she's changing. I will get times three. The next time. Why? Because that feeling has not been dealt with. Oh, hold on. That feeling, you don't have to be the one to cause it. <laughs> For example, it can be traffic. Traffic can make her talk to you in a certain way. Now, it's not the traffic. Traffic, you see, 
when we get to when we go through things as men, to shele, shele, we move on. When a woman goes through things, our emotions plays around. The emotion plays around. And by that emotion, she might act a, a certain way. Sometimes the solution to some of the some of the some of the talk you have been talking to analyze who is right or wrong is a, a consistent 25 seconds hug. Yeah. Like the matter you are solving does not exist. <laughs> a lot of you solve matter because you think that when they bring word, you bring word. I said, no, you are not making sense right now. What actually, wait, what actually happened is that, friend, nothing actually happened. Somebody is just feeling and um, creating stories around the feeling. Sometimes, all somebody, listen, sometimes when a woman, for example, is caring for the children and all of that, sometimes our, our, our emotions are messed up. Just say, am I in life? Am I in life <laughs> to be raising children? Who is all this? Now she can't tell you that. And she'll be reacting. And like, no, what you did was wrong. What, let's check Ephesians chapter 5. What you did. <laughs> what you did was wrong. There are many things the woman can't say. She's just feeling. She can't say it. She won't say it. She will feel and act. Now you have to trace that action. Not all actions are fact-based. A lot of actions are feelings-based. And then you have to provide for that feeling. Sometimes you have to just say, I wonder how you do this thing. Sometimes I just look at the way you do all this and I'm like, God has given you some serious strength. How are you coping? You see, because she has been feeling stressed, abandoned for a long time, you don't know. And then all those actions. When you see your woman suddenly act strange, something has happened. If it's not, a, if not how she acts, it's just... Don't analyze what she's what she's doing. She's not she's not a man. If a man do you something, you go say you go analyze him. So but a woman is just what. Let me give you one story. Amnon raped Tama. Eh? Abby? Yeah. When Amnon raped Tama, what did Amnon do after raping Tama? He sent her away. What did Tama say? He said, raping me is bad. But sending me away, hey, rape is the action, which is terrible. Sending her away was an impartation of a bad feeling on her. He was going to mess with her emotionally. Meaning that if after Amnon had done what he did, if Amnon had said, Hi, I can't believe I did this. She was going, she was holding. You don't get the point. 
If you take Tama to court, Tama will say, he sent me away after a baby. And you are a guy, I wonder, forget that one. He raped you. Rape! <laughs> Tama said, she sent me, he sent me away after a baby. And she said unto him, there is no cause. This evil is, this evil is sending me away is greater than other that thou didst unto me. He said, but he will not act. So all, he was saying, all she was saying is, don't send me away. To somebody who just raped. Are you getting my point? My point is, if you take for granted a woman's feeling, you have taken for granted happiness. Don't casualize how a woman would feels. Oh. Quickly, we have just like 10 minutes. Let me rush. We'll continue next week. So how do you, how do you help a woman's feelings? How do you, one, you have to be aware that it's real. You have to watch for it. You have to, you have to give yourself to it. But one, words. Huh? What? Words. words. Say words. words. Say words. words. You see, you have to make a vow into yourself that you would never say any negative word to your wife. You have to make a vow, regardless of what your wife will do to you. Let me tell you why. Even if somebody does, even if your wife does something very terrible to you, what do you gain by saying negative words? Negative words doesn't change the actions. But the issue is this. When you release negative words, are you together with me, friends? For a man, you can forget words. But for a woman, words are not easily forgotten. So I'm sorry for what I said is not enough. The words you say to a woman shows on her face. If somebody told me that, see as you black. When I look at the mirror, I say, they're jealous me. <laughs> When a woman is so, you're getting feral. She goes to the mirror. Am I? Am I getting feral? Or someone say, you are adding on. <laughs> and and, and in, your, in your head, you have been reducing. <laughs> and two people now tell you, you are adding on. Those words, the woman literally has them on her face. Like literally. Words, she, she can literally see them. So, never, and she knows who said who, who what, when. 
So make a vow that I'm never going to say anything negative to my wife. Because you're a builder. And only say positive things. Only say great things. And say great things consistently. And don't parrot it. Mean them. Consistently. Say great words. Huh? Say what? Say great words. Consistently. Make sure that Listen, the most beautiful girl in the world still wants to be told she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She won the award. They, they gave her a room. <laughs> she still told she's beautiful. So, consistently say the right. Like, be an expert in saying the right words. Huh? Is that okay? Be an expert in saying it. Say, don't say it once in a while. Don't say it during special location. You see, when you say that, when you always say that you have created emotional security, she would always gravitate around your space because in your space she's built. She'd always come around you. So keep saying right words. Pick, keep saying the things that have. Listen, if you told a woman that has a big eye, if, if both of you have a love, love relationship, and you say there's something about your eye. And she had a big eye before. And you keep saying it. The eye will become very beautiful to her. And she's looking at the eye. And you sincerely describe it. Say, you know, the eye, there's, there's, just, there's just a way it captures destiny. <laughs> So it's capturing destiny like this. You have to learn to say the right things. Words. Words. Amen. Amen. Now, the power of words. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Let me tell you the power of words. You see, the power of words is not in how, com how complicated the words is or how difficult they are. What makes a word powerful are two things. One comes from your heart. It has to be true. And say it the way you are, the way you talk. Yeah. You see, when, when your words come from your heart and you say it the way you talk. If I told my wife, for example, now that, that she's the green flower that flows from the blue ocean into the... It won't mean anything to her. She'll just say nice. Why? Because, because, when, because when she's reading it, she's not hearing me. She knows how you talk. So the person has to hear you because those things will replay. And she can't be reading it as if she's hearing Shakespeare. <laughs> it has to be you. Listen, everybody is a powerful communicator. The only challenge is that we're trying to communicate like other people. Because you feel somebody else is a great communicator. And so you wish, you, you think that is communicating. No, but for the one who loves you, the one who loves you knows your voice. My sheep hear my voice. Like they know it. So you see, the person who loves you know your voice. So speak in your voice. Write in your voice. Yes, sir. Talk in your voice. Yes, sir. You have to provide emotional security. In words. You have to provide emotional 
security in actions. I'm, I will still continue for emotional security next week. Provide emotional security in what? In actions. Actions. And friends, it has to be consistent. It has to be consistent. Not just birthdays. It has to be what? Consistent. Emotional security in actions. Your proof of love. Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. In actions. You see, don't expect your wife to know that you love her. Because even though God knows that you love her, he still asks you to love her. Are you together with me? Why did God not tell the wife really to love the husband? Because that she does graciously and stresslessly. Men, mm, a lot of us can count the amount of time our parents told us. You know, for me, telling my kids I love other, I do it easily. But that's how I grew up. It's maturity in Christ. That made me learn to say, I love you, I do that. Are we together, friend? So, actions. 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 We don't have time. But let me look for a way to shut it down. Actions. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Are you with me? Yes, sir. I said, are you with me? Yes, sir. Now, one of the things that makes my wife happy, for example, for example, is gifts. Gifts make my wife happy. I want to quickly say two things. Now, she's with me now. Out of all the many guys that she could have been with. Am I correct? She's with me. It's not like I'm the best, but she's with me. It means that some of the things she loves the most, before she could get it from millions of people, now her chances of getting it are very slim. Now she can only get it from me. I don't even get the point. Now don't you think it will be unfair for someone to leave the pool of the world and to be only with you and is starved of the very thing that is important to them? It's unfair. It's very unfair. Because the person can get it. If the person gets it anywhere else, it's trouble. So if I'm going to be here, why shouldn't I get it here? Second thing I wanted to say is this. Gifts are not the most important thing to me. They are good, but they're not the most important thing to give things to me. Now, if, 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 if my wife gave me a gift... She will feel so great. Let's assume she empties her account and gives me a gift. Or she wants to show me that she loves me. She will most likely show me that she loves me on the basis of what makes her feel loved. Like, ah, I, want, I want to show Pastor Zach that I love him. Her understanding of love is personal to her. She knows what love means. So she'll get me a gift. Now let's assume... Quality time makes me feel loved. Right? Yes, sir. Now, if she spends all her money giving me a gift and she doesn't have my time, I will be complaining 
that she doesn't love me. Yeah. She will be sure that she loves me. Why? Because she's loving me the way she would have wanted to be loved. And she's putting every effort into it. So a dilemma occurs. I am, I am, I am, I am attacking and castigating a woman who is doing all her best to love me. So I feel unloved and she thinks I'm just extremely ungrateful. Whether she's doing her best and yet nothing is working. Why? There is a lack of knowledge to not an understanding that what you call love might not be what the other party calls love. And you have to calm down and find out what does this other person call love. For example, my wife, what makes her feel loved? This gift. Now, love doesn't really make me feel, gift doesn't make me feel loved. So if I want to show her love, I will most likely not think of gift because it's too cheap. That I want to do something strong. Whereas it's the cheap one that will work. So why don't I just study the girl? What does this girl like? And make a vow. I'll be the greatest supplier of it. But if I want to stay in my own world and say I'm going to love her and I start doing what she doesn't even does, doesn't make sense to her and I'm trying to show love, it won't make any sense. Yeah. Now, and that's not the love of God. Now, wait. The love of God saved our soul, right? Now, marriage is more of a natural phenomenon than a spiritual phenomenon. If you do marriage only on spiritual laws, you will lose your wife. Your, your spouse is a is so, is soul, his body. Man is spirit, soul, and body. If you have only spiritual answers, you must have answers for the soul and have answers for, what, for the body, for the home to walk. That's why thus said the Lord is the most important thing you need before you get married. But when you are married, it's no longer the most important thing. Yeah. You can have those here, the law, and a, and a horrific marriage. Yeah. So, man, do you really know what makes your wife feel love? Are you sure you know what makes your wife feel love? If you don't know, ask. Now, it is carnality. Hear this. It is carnality to not tell people what you want because I want them to do it without me saying it. If they do it without me saying it, it will mean much. You are carnal. <laughs> Open your mouth and talk. And stop watching. I said, yeah, will be much. Yeah, will be much. Oh, yeah. It has means a good place. <laughs> Are we together here? Yes, sir. So you need to study your spouse. What does this girl like? And be a great supplier of it. Now, when you are a great supplier of what your spouse likes, you will reduce the possibility of tantrums. You will take tantrums from 10 to 1. Because you can't be happy and throwing tantrums at the same time. Tantrum is proof that happiness has dropped. Yeah. 
So when you are seeing tantrum, there is, there is an emotional need somewhere that is leading to tantrums. Tantrum, nobody wants to throw, throw tantrums. Everybody, your wife wants to be happy. Now, when she's not like that, 90% chances that there is an emotional need that is not being filled and the soul is reacting that way. So one of the ways to meet that, to deal with that thing is find out what does this person like and then be consistent in supplying it. I had, I had, I had a friend, no, I had a, a guy, not, but not that, I, just a story. He bought his wife a car. And I know him. He doesn't send all those kind of things. He would just say, I've got a car. So I got you a car. So I had to call him. I said, Oga, don't drop that key anyhow. You know the person you marry is Shakespeare. <laughs> Likes words. Likes poem. I said, get a fine ribby. Write the poem you want to write. Use it to tie the khaki and give her. You'll be shocked that's the one she'll be reading. More than the car. Because you see, men, eh, sometimes you think the thing you can provide the most is those big, big things. Don't deceive yourself. You'll buy your wife a car. Your wife will go to work with that car. Rain will be falling. Our colleague will see rain falling and run down with umbrella and help her from her car to the office, and she will wish you were like him. <laughs> you bought, you, you are calculating, I bought a car of five million. Because we keep treating our wives as though we are treating ourselves. Yeah. She's not you, she's different. Say, can this guy be just be thoughtful like this? Just be thoughtful. <laughs> are we together, friends? Yes, sir. So actions. So that, that, that brought me to, after actions, special acts. This one, a thoughtful act. I'm talking about emotionally. Thoughtful act. Why? Because the thoughtful act makes her feel special. Makes her feel special helps her not to be in need emotionally. So it has to be thoughtful acts. Thoughtful acts. Find out. Find out. Find out. Find out what makes her laugh. Because a lot of you are careless. You are not intentional. Find out. You should. You should know the jokes. That get to her. You should know the jokes. You should know the jokes that get to her. You should have checked it and be a provider of it, even if they don't make any sense to you. Stop being real. <laughs> I want it to come from my heart. Shut up. I want to do it at the right time where I feel it. Do it! 
the most dangerous thing in life is to have a wife who is no more expecting from you. I'm finished. When she's done. When she now asks. You see, the period where she's fighting you for it, you have opportunity. When she stops asking for it, she has not matured though. You are done, you are done for. She has, it's not that like she has grown. You are finished actually. Yeah. See, fear women. The woman is deeper than the man 855,000 times. She's deep. Fear her. You see, you just need to make sure you are, you are at, on our good page. Our enemies don't find it good. Don't find it good. Have you seen somebody a woman hates before? If a woman hates somebody and she's telling you about the person, You hate the person. Now, you rarely see a guy talking about somebody he hates. You rarely. Like, hey, day, day, day. No, lady, day. But when a woman tells you about something she hates, hmm. even a silence will let you know the way she will be silent. I don't want to talk. I don't want to. You see, a woman can fight you with everything. Everything, even when she's, even when she can cry to fight you. But my point is, you need to those special, special thoughts, special, right? Special, special stuff, sacrificial stuffs. Huh? Practice to be sacrificial. Listen. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Ah, ah. <laughs> That's how today we'll just start praying. We'll feel like. The things that are difficult for you to do are the things you have not practiced to do. For example, if, if, you're, if, if, if you guys just had a child, for example, and your, and your wife, you know, watches over the baby, Overnight, regularly, you are in trouble. Even if she tells you she understands. Every time the baby is crying and she's having a dick, and she's watching over the baby, she's watching you. She's watching you sleep. Like, like a goat. And she's going through serious migraines. Now, do you think as she's seeing you, she's in love? <laughs> Most marriages begin to have crisis when babies come in. Because the men are completely unaware of that. And um, they don't even know. Because they saw their mother doing it. So anytime she's carrying that baby consistently and you are sleeping, you are sleeping, and she's not, she's no more fighting you about it. No, don't do that. Sometimes, many times, 
you get her to sleep and stay up all night to deliver baby food. Now, Pastor Zach, it's tough. It's, you see, it's tough because you have not done it. I should practice it. It becomes easy. You can carry baby. You can. You can. Say, no, it will look. No, you can, brother, you can. You can, you can, you can, bo- you know, you know, sometimes you manage the baby for hours. They give us to bob for a few minutes. You get frustrated already. <laughs> but you can bob, baby. You can. It's because your soul is not yet used to it. That's why you think you can stretch. After a while, you'll be used to it. Yeah. You can wake up. It's not a gender thing. You can wake up in the midnight. Now, the woman. It's a responsibility to do it. And what I mean is when I say it's a responsibility to do it, it's not on the basis of, it's about grace. It's about motherhood. Motherhood is an anointing. Yeah. But you see, you must supply for emotional needs. Because as she's doing that, her emotion is, is waning. But if she just gets you supporting her, she'll be able to go times one million. Yes. Sometimes all your woman needs is just some more support. And then they will not even do times 10 of what, of what they are doing. Why? Because that place, you have secured it. Yeah. What, what did you do? You have told her you are not alone. Yeah. I'm with you in this. When a woman is thinking about some of the needs and she sees you silent, her fears that am I alone? in this. So you have to communicate. I'm not the talking type. Are you ready not to be the happy type? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we here, friend? So you are a provider. A provider of security. And the security is spiritual. It's emotional. Physical. The Lord bless us. Amen. Pick it, pick it up next week. God bless you.